Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse. Our sober liberty guest today is Matthew Boyd, who is the inspiration for Sober is the New Cool, and digital creator uh, Kim Bellis, who is her mother. And we interviewed, um, I interviewed Kim, oh, I don't know, a month or so ago. We had a great time, and she told me all about Matthew. So I'm so glad that we have Matthew joining us on Sober Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show, Matthew. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Um, so your story, your your sober story um, uh, is a little bit uh, uh, off the norm of most of the guests that we have on here who are in recovery. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your condition? Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, I played a lot of football. So yeah. over a period of time, I received a lot of concussions. Um, so I actually became epileptic. Um, so growing up as a child, losing your dream, losing everything, also losing a lot of friends because most of your friends are met through sports and whatnot. And you create a very nice bond. Um, but yeah, so around the age of 14, 15, I started to have seizures. Yeah. And, you know, around that age, um, that age gap, I know it's still illegal to drink, but Kids around my age, they like to party at the time, 15 years old. You'd like to have a glass of wine or vodka or whatnot, right? So I'd be going to one of these parties. (laughs) What, sorry? I said, I said, or more if you were like me in high school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, yeah, so there would be like a bunch of my buddies would invite me out to these parties, right? And they would all be drinking and doing their thing. And and they would always ask me, like, well, Matt, why don't you drink? I said, well, first of all, it never really um, gave me anything. And like, you can always have fun without drinking. Like, you don't need to drink or to do drugs in order to have a good time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know, guys, like it is hard, of course, you know, at the age and all your friends are having, so to say, a better time, I guess. Right. Um, right. So, you know, you kind of feel out of the picture at that age. And uh, one night I was actually going out and uh, I told my mom, I was at the time, this was a while ago. And she's like, well, why don't you want to go out? I said, you know, like they're all drinking and stuff. And for me, it's like, you know, it's not something I truly desire because you go out the first couple of times, it's all right. Um, but over a period of time, the older you get, um, you stay out later. And that's something I couldn't do. Um, so as my mother told me, why are you staying home? She had a glass of wine in her hand. So she kind of felt bad for me at the time. And she's like, well, I'm telling him to go out and not to drink. But meanwhile, I'm at home drinking. Right. Um, so that she goes, you know, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, you know, she's, she kind of realized, um, you know, I'm drinking and it's, I'm telling my son to go have a good time. Um, but at the end of the day, so she decided to say, you know what, Matt, I'm going to stop drinking for a month. Let's see how that goes. So one month came, she's like, okay, I'll look for another month. And now she is, uh, how long has it been? Over eight years plus now, I'd like to say she's been sober. Um, which is my mom's my superhero at this point, right? Um, to see that transformation of drinking every day to being dry and helping all the people she can, making her Instagram grow. And I I have a couple of people that speak because the younger crowd, it's harder to speak to an adult, I guess you can say, right? To kind of like compare, you know? So they always ask for like a younger audience to listen. So I always help out for like the younger cases of when my mom is dealing with people through sores and new pool. And yeah. I always tell them like, you know, uh, drinking, doing drugs, it, those are people's choices at the end of the day. Um, but as I'm saying, you know, like as I get got older, you can have just as much fun or even more fun without drinking or doing drugs. Yeah. Um, and you learn that as you go in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I wish I believed that sooner, but, um, <laughs> but it takes, but because I do believe that now, did you, um, re, re, did you ever, uh, have some, uh, did you ever get drunk and have, and have some yes, drinking? Yes, of course. So, yeah. um, yeah. So when I was younger, I definitely drank. Have any struggles with it, I guess, you know, before. Yeah. So definitely it was a struggle, right? Because, it's like you're you go to these big house parties everybody drinking oh just have a sip have a sip you know mm-hmm. uh, take a hit of this you know do all that kind of stuff so one night i said you know what like going completely against my doctor's orders i said you know what like i want to have some fun yeah. and you know yeah. you know so i, I drank part of the group right exactly right you try to fit in mm-hmm. um so i said you know what one night i said you, i'm just gonna do it so i drank a lot uh, it wasn't a pleasurable night, I'll tell you that much. Uh, got sick and then uh, ended up uh, going to the hospital because I had a seizure. Um, because I, I just can't drink because it messes with the fluctuation of my medication. Yeah. And Because uh, when having a seizure, half of my brain shuts off because all the trauma that I've taken from football. So when you drink alcohol, you start to slow down, right? Mm-hmm. Everything becomes blurry. You know, it's slow. So, uh, yeah, so I ended up having a seizure and uh, scary. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Right. Especially if you think you're fitting in and then the whole party goes to 
crap because you decided to be an idiot. And uh, but you know, as a as a younger younger kid at the time, you of course want to ex- experiment. Um, that's just hundred percent sure. But um, yeah, so I did struggle a bit for a while, you know, uh, going out and stuff. But, you know, after that occasion, like I had several occasions before that where I had one beer, two beers, nothing really happened. Right. But um, I can see how it has an effect on people. Yeah. Um, do you stay sober today mainly because um, due to the epilepsy? Um, are there other reasons as well? Yeah. So there's definitely other reasons. Um, it's not even just due to the epilepsy because my doctor even told me, he's like, you know, you're so far, I haven't had a seizure in uh, four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, honestly, Matt, if you want, you could drink a beer, two beers, three beers. He goes, it's up to you. He's like, you've been so stable with your medication that he goes, I'm not condoning it. I'm not pushing it out there to do Right. It. But if you're with your family or friends, you're having an event, you can have one or two. And it just, to be honest, it doesn't interest me. Um, it, you know, because it was a struggle when I was young. So I said, you know, if I if I could have dealt with it back then, why why would I need it now? Um, but yeah, so it's you know, and I've also had friends. Uh, one of them passed away in a car accident by drinking and driving. Yeah. Um, so that has a huge effect on me. Uh, even when friends are at my house or we go out or something for a dinner and they drink and they say, "Oh, I'm going to drive." At the end of the day, right? So I don't drink. So I can drive everyone home. I don't mind. Um, so I'm the designated driver, you could say, right? So um, I see what the impact does, especially on families. Um, not even just drinking drugs as well. It, it is. Uh, it's very sad. So I just try to help people that are in need and uh, are looking for it. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, listen, this is a great time to stop and say thanks to our sponsor, Stephanie Weiss. Uh, she's a certified health and recovery coach based locally in Connecticut and offering virtual services nationwide. If you would like more information, please reach out to info at SoberNetwork.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-B-E-R-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. But now let's get back to Matthew Boyd. Um, There are many people who suffer from what we call uh, dual diagnosis um, in sobriety. Um, is there anything specific you do to practice self-care that contributes to your sobriety? Um, practice, yeah, so believe it or not, um, going to the gym is great. Working on your mental um, is fantastic. I also, within the last two to three years, believe it or not, it, it may seem odd, but it's helped me a lot, is meditation. Um, I do it at least an no, hour and a half. Of, mm-hmm. What, Sorry. That doesn't seem odd at all. That's a lot of people in recovery use. It. Yeah, you know, and um, it's definitely an approach that's very different. Um, but it's helped me with a lot of stuff. I used to go to therapy very often. Um, but with the meditation, it's kind of you, you start to work on yourself more than anything. Right. Tell me about your meditation practice. What's what's it like? How long do you meditate? How often? How many times? Yeah, so everyday meditation. Uh, yeah. one, one hour in the jealous. morning. I'm jealous because I like to I I never stick with it. You know, I'll I'll go for long periods without it without meditating and then and then you know something will inspire me and I'll do it for a while. I'm like, oh, this is great, and then it falls off. But so so tell me. Yeah, so it's definitely tough the transition of starting it. 
uh, with and also the continuation, right? Because you do it like two or three times, you're like, I'm not really feeling this. Um, it's something that you have to develop, so don't just give up on it right away. Um, but yeah, it took me a, give or take a good year to fully like understand how to meditate and I'll do it in the morning, the minute I wake up. Um, so it's this app that I have. It, it's fantastic. Um, What's the app? I, it's called the Calm app. Um, Calm app. Okay. Yeah. So it helps me. I think it's a subscription, a yearly or monthly. You could try a seven day trial. Um, but for me, it helps me with anxiety. Um, if I'm feeling sick or anything like that, I will just sit down, meditate for an hour. And even if you can't do the full hour, you can start with just even doing 10 minutes and then move your way up over a period of time. Yeah. But um, for me, before bed, uh, it's a real uh, stress reliever, I find. I sleep better. I feel better. And also mental health, it really works on it. Right. So you, uh, so you, you meditate twice a day when you wake up and before you go to bed? Yes, sir. And for an hour each? Yeah, give or take. It depends. Um, if I'm running late to work, then I'll do like a 30-minute session. Sure. But I, I try to do the roughly around an hour, two hours a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Right. And when you meditate, do you, um, with with the app or uh, however, do you... Uh, do you chant anything? Do you do you say? Do you listen to any kind of music? Do you? Um, no. So uh, it started with yeah. So it started with specific uh, sound waves and music that I really enjoyed. Um, after that, it's more of a program that you begin. So it has you can do the yearly program, monthly program, whatever you feel is um, easier for you or suits you best. To be quite frank. Um, but um, it's not so much of a chant. It's more of what, because everybody will have their own meditation. It's not one specific that everybody can use, right? right. So um, for me, it'll be calming sounds, uh, stories, um, just stuff that'll put me in a specific trance. And it'll help me just correlate with my day or even my whole week. Oh, great. Um, what, you, you're, you know, you're... Um uh medical need to 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 stay sober um inspired your mother kim uh, yeah. to to stay sober and which then inspired her uh to start sober is the new cool yeah um tell us a little bit about that and and i mean kim was on here and told us talked about that but uh, tell us a little bit about it from your point of view and are you involved with it at all yeah so i try to be involved with it the most i can i work around 40. Tell us what it is first. Yeah, so Sober is a new call. It's uh, a platform that we try to aid um, anybody who's willing to need help or that we can help with. Um, so it's all based off me, to be uh, quite honest. So the whole organization is because, you know, my mom never had somebody to help her, right? So that process for her was very hard. So right. Sober, yeah, Sober is a new call is... You know, it's just showing people's um, path and adventure through being sober and how um, if somebody else can do it, why can't you, right? So the main uh, image that we're trying to portray here for Sober Zulu Cool is that always drinking or smoking or doing drugs doesn't mean when you're sober, you can't have a good time or you need those sedatives or whatnot in order to have a good time, right? So some people, we compare them to when 
they started when they reached out to us to what they are now. And uh, if they need more help, we, we try to do everything we can as, uh, as me and my mother. And I try to be a part of it as much as I can. Uh, when it's more when it's more of the youth side of things, um, I'll deal with it. When it's more of like the middle age to older age, my mom prefers it. Um, it's just because the youth, they have more of a, a relationship with me because they understand like, oh, like I went through it when I was young, right? So right. I'm not going to... Same language, you know. This yeah, thing. exactly, right? So I'm not going to mention any names, but... Um, there was one of them that reached uh, a female that reached out to me. She's 16 years old. Uh, I think it was around 10 days ago. She's saying, well, a bunch of my friends have been doing a lot of drugs around me. I've been starting to get into it. Is there anything that, you know, that would help me deviate from this path? And, uh, you know, I, I tried to give her my personal advice, which would be, you know, maybe changing a friend cycle would be a great thing for you. Um, I understand that peer pressure is something that is huge, especially in today. Um, and you know, it's, it's, everybody will take their own path, but I told her, like, I try to just give her minimal steps to just work on things. Well, that's great. I love, I love that approach. Um, and what, uh, is, this is the question we, we now start asking all of our sober celebrity guests. What is the best lesson you've learned in sobriety and how did it help you? Uh, one thing I learned about through sobriety definitely is uh, who are your real friends. Mm, mm-hmm. um, that's definitely a huge thing. Um, and who like who can help you with that process, right? So um, whether it's your family, your close friend, uh, it it's really hard to you know specific uh, a specific topic. Sure. Um, but for me, it was more realizing who's your real friend and who's not. That's, well, that's that's a beautiful lesson. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think um, I haven't thought about that, um, but I that definitely um, is was is true for me. Um, yeah, since I've been sober, and like some of my old friends, you know, who are not. Um, also sober are in the program that I'm in uh, and some of them who are probably alcoholic um, or, or might be, but are still my friends, you know, and then, and then others um, have, you know, have drifted away or where there was really not any, any other relationship, you know, yeah. than drinking and using. So, um, so cheers to that lesson. Uh, cheers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Old habits, old habits die hard. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, hooray for that one. What uh, what did you do? Um, uh, well, we're gonna. We're, I was gonna pretend like this is airing after New Year's, but this is this is a recorded conversation that's airing after New yeah. Year's Eve. But I would like to hear um, what you did uh, for New Year's Eve, um, you know, how you chose to celebrate and if, um, you know, and if it was an issue or. Yeah, so um, I've been with my girlfriend for six years now, almost going on seven. Um, She's fantastic. She helps me with so much stuff. Like uh, she's just been my partner forever. Well, feels like forever. Right. Uh, She's She's fantastic. Uh, every year at New Year's, we go to her house. Um, 
she's Italian, so it's a big thing, right? Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, she, she'll sit with me, like everybody in her family drinks. So her mom, her brothers, the girlfriends and whatnot. Um, and she'll just sit with me. And what we have is uh, something my mom actually started drinking, which is called Bottega. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's not, it's not an alcoholic, so it's not alcoholic drink, but it's like a close to champagne kind of thing. Right. Oh, wow. so, when, so when you cheers, once again, not something to say. Um, so when you celebrate new year's, let me just phrase, um, yeah. you're not left out. You understand? So, um, new year's especially is a really hard time, right? Because there's a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of yeah. stuff to do in general. Um, but yeah, just surrounding yourself with, uh, positive reinforcement is huge. That's a great lesson. And, uh, I cannot thank you enough, Matthew, uh, for joining us today. And how can our listeners, uh, get in touch with you? Um, uh, or sober is the new cool. How is Yeah. So you reach out to my mom on Instagram. Uh, if you have any specific questions, you can definitely, my mom will um, prolay the message to me. And then after that, I'll reach out to you um, because I don't have a specific sober account yet. Me and my mother are in the works of doing that. So let's say if the youth want to directly speak to me, I'm going to have a direct channel. Um, But for now, it's through all the Instagram platforms. So sober.new.is.thenewcool, all in one. Um, But yeah, no, if you guys have any questions, anything like that, and thank you for having me. You are welcome, Matthew. Thanks for coming on again. And to all our listeners, thank you for your continued support. Visit us on www.soberpodcast.com and all places that you find major podcasts to leave us a review and sign up for our mailing list. This is your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and you can find me on TikTok at Jamie underscore Brickhouse, where I tell a true story wearing high heels every day. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, Jamie Brickhouse. And I'm the author of Dangerous When Wet, a memoir of booze, sex, and my mother. Signing out from the Sober Podcast. Tune in for another show next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen. Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network.